Hello everybody, it's Em here. This is a bit weird, isn't it? Um, hope you're all safe inside and um, now you've got enough toilet paper. I don't know. Um, I just wanted to let you know we've got enough episodes recorded to take us up to May the 6th. Um, so hopefully our recording schedule um, won't change due to the current coronavirus outbreak. What I would really like you to do, if you can, is to support Royal Trinity Hospice. They're our adopted charity. It's where Dudley Sutton spent his last days. Um, They're a charity that's really close to our heart here in South London and they've been forced to close their shops, obviously, Um, so they're losing money. There's a, a link to their appeal on our Twitter page and on Instagram. You can follow us at LovejoyAPod and I will put a link to it in the show notes as well. All right, everybody. See you on the other side. Lovejoy, actually. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to We started with such enthusiasm and it waned within about 30 seconds. So, should we introduce ourselves? Yeah, yeah. Go on. I'm Helen. I'm Paul. I'm Em. Hello. Hi. And w- today we are, well, we, we're like running through series four because we're on the Judgment of Solomon already. Which is series four, episode six. See, you can rely on Helen to keep track. Yeah. Um, is, is it a new writer? It's Tom Kempinski. Kempinski. Oh, and I meant to look him up and I didn't, right? I immediately Kempinski. need to insert something. <laughs> Tom Kempinski is an English actor and playwright who's been acting since the early 60s, um, but he only wrote one episode of Lovejoy. Shall I, so, yeah, series four, episode six, Judgment of Solomon. Um, shall I read the UK yes, TV play um, summary? Which is, they've, slightly, they've slightly gone for a different um, approach this time. Shouldn't they got a new writer for series four to do but, their yeah, summary? They must have done, because it was... Yeah. More mischief with Lovejoy and his motley crew. <laughs> I mean, that's quite... It's obviously somebody that likes a bit of alliteration. Mm. Yeah. Um, a collection of Judaica has bizarrely appeared in an Essex cottage. Lovejoy and Gimbert are on the trail. Well, they're not really, aren't they? No, not, really. not together I mean, anyway. <laughs> no, not together. They're not together. And also, again, a bit like when they were like last time, oh, this flag has mysteriously appeared. It's like, no, no, it's really obvious why it was there. Similarly with this DJ, it's, it's not yeah. bizarre. It's like, it's there for a very obvious reason. Which there was we... a bit of a twist at the end, which I thought was yeah. actually very sad. So, I mean, I've, I can't even read the first word of my notes, which is a good start, isn't it? I've written, <laughs> scribble fellas running down street. Some dodgy men running. Dodgy! That's what it says. Whereas <laughs> I read dodgy fellas running down street. Whereas I can't remember the opening because all I've written is opening music indicates imminent peril, <laughs> exclamation yeah. mark. But I haven't then said what the imminent peril is. Well, the Range Rover is there. The dodgy men go toward the Range Rover, do something I in the back. And then Eric comes out very innocently. Oh, yes. No, he drives I off in the Range Rover. Yeah. Which, which is Lady Jane. Which is Lady Jane's. But I didn't realise immediately that it was Lady Jane, so I was a bit confused. I was like, why is Eric getting into a random... Um, Range Rover and driving off. I, I realise I've been sort of indoctrinated by the 90s, like, air of Lovejoy, because I wrote down, WPC watching stops them. I wrote, I wrote WPC. Wow. So that's what they were well, called I'm, in the 90s. I'm glad to oh, yes. say... I've wrote. I've wrote. I've wrote. <laughs> I've written. I've wrote in my notes. I've wrote. I've written, challenged by a police officer. Yeah, Very exactly, good. which is more correct. 
So yeah, so the, it's like the police officer. So they, she sees them do something dodgy with the Range Rover. Then Eric drives off in it, and then the the police officer, female police officer, um, yeah, stops them. And it's like, what are you up to? But we don't really know then what happens. But basically, there's these dodgy blokes. So that's that's all we know. There's a lot of police in the next two episodes. Yes, they are conspicuous by their presence. But as we've said, there's not a lot to do in. uh, I reckon they just spend all their time trailing Lovejoy and associates. Yeah, they've decided they're the bad guys in the village, or not even the bad guys. Just the interesting guys. No one else is. So you say the village, but this is interesting because if you notice, the action has moved to Essex lately. Action. Mm. We're in Essex all the time now. We're not in Suffolk anymore. I guess we're not in Suffolk anymore, Toto. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're just over the border. We've gone to a slightly more urban. Yeah, every episode, well, not every, but like this one and the next one and the the heady heights of Essex. They're in Essex now. Obviously, just. Suffolk, Essex, like just over the border. It's a bit like Em used to go to Manchester to go clubbing when she yes, when she got, when she was old the, enough. She over, was, the over the over the Pennines. Over the Pennines, yeah. Because we are, at, in fact, we know exactly where we are because they are at a train station, and we know that it's Stansted Mount Fitchett. And so we are we are in Essex. But oh, because they're p- they're picking Jane up though, aren't they? That's. A, from the airport. Are we not going to talk about the weird dream? I was about to say <laughs> again. I have. Oh, yeah, written... so the, the, um, so the, but they're at the station. And then Eric gets pulled over and arrested. And then, and then, and then, and then we go to Lovejoy. Oh, I obviously didn't pay any so attention I've, to Lovejoy because I haven't written in any session. Sleeping pages. peacefully, and all I've written is, why does he sleep with a Peter Rabbit stuffed toy? Oh, he was so cute. He was capital cute. letters for a sleepy Lovejoy in my notes. Oh, I was, was like, cute. okay, I may come round to this. I think I have come round to it, haven't I? Over the last few yeah, series, yeah, you definitely have. He, he was, was very so cute. Sexy and cute and fast asleep. Uh, but he was also dreaming that I've written Lovejoy dreaming that some thirties gangster dwarves come in <laughs> yes, it was really odd. demanding money at gunpoint. I mean that is that is what happened. And Jane and Gimbert were there. But you do have weird dreams. What's the weirdest dream you've ever had? Or do you not remember your dreams? I don't remember them, which is really annoying, because when I do remember <laughs> them, they are really weird. Yeah, one, mine one too. I, have, I may have said this on the podcast before because it's one of the only ones I remember, and it's ages ago now. And for some reason, because I don't even watch EastEnders, and it was when, like, Bianca, I think she's probably back in it now, isn't she? But she was, it was the first time that she was in it, Bianca from EastEnders. Bianca. Bianca. Like, I don't even watch EastEnders. She was in my dream, and basically, she, and she was pregnant in my dream, and then she g- gave birth to a primrose. That's amazing. What? You've definitely not told us You've that before. You've definitely never told us that Because that's fantastic. And there was obviously other... Absolutely mental. And there was obviously other bizarre stuff going on around it. But yeah, I mean, basically dreams make no sense. My, my dreams, when I'm having them, feel very weird and discombobulating. But when I wake up, I'm like... Oh my god, that's so obvious. So it'll be like I normally just have anxiety dreams, just you have standard things going wrong, me sleeping in over my alarm. But then occasionally, so when I first went on antidepressants, I had the most fantastic dreams, and I had a dream that I had to get to Fiji for a team meeting, Fiji the country, (laughs) and and I missed the plane, so I got on the back of a dolphin. Oh, and went all the way to Fiji and got there in time for my team meeting. Well, that's a, that was a brilliant. That dream. is a brilliant dream because all my anxiety dreams are <laughs> trying to get to somewhere for something. I never ever get there ever, and I wake up with that horrible like. Mm, it just feels horrible. Oh. Um, I often dream about actually no, only when I was medicated about <laughs> animals, but they're really realistic. 
like you can smell them and they're really near and they'll be like a gorilla in the doctor's surgery so nobody can go in the toilets because there's a massive gorilla in there or like I accidentally let a tiger into my house and now I can't go back into my house I've had now which are very literal when you think about I've it I've had dreams about tigers before and they're, they're meant to mean something aren't they all that bollocks you can read about what dreams oh, are meant to signify yeah. but we don't know what um, gangster dwarves mean or I mean, why Jane and Gimbert are in 1930s yeah. get up and Gimbert is telling him you know, to stop in a I'm not even, you know, sort of like a 30s like you know Chicago gangster accent to, to stop his rackets you know and then Jane's there Jane looking very Jane different Jane yeah, makes she had a brilliant false eyelashes on but also like all the hair <laughs> the way she, she just looked like a different person um, but yeah it's not very I guess basically he must owe a lot of people money and he's anxious he, so it. he's having an anxiety dream yeah. But it's we are privy to Lovejoy's anxiety dream. Yes, yes, and, uh, and then he gets woken up with tea. A nice lady brings him a cup of tea. Who was she? I then I couldn't work out where he was. No. I was getting really He's staying confused. somewhere, but we don't know. Yeah. Where. I assumed she was just his, his current landlady. Although <laughs> then in the next episode, Lady Jane says he's still staying with her yeah. on her land. Yeah. So I was a bit confused. There's just some woman who's had it off with. No, it was a sort of older lady. It was oh, a nice, uh, yeah. you know. Anyway, yeah. And I think I was supposed to look up who she was, but once again, I didn't do it. Anyway. This podcast would be no fun if we did research. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It'd be much less interesting. You'd actually learn stuff. I'm boring. Um, And so, yes, Eric got arrested before. And I I presume he's been arrested because he was seen getting into a car that's not his. And he can't prove that it's his. Yeah. Um, But but the policemen know him. And he's like, you know who I am. Why are you doing this? And he's not bothered that he's been arrested. And he's been very over-familiar with the sergeant. Well, I think it's because they know each other, isn't it? They'd obviously drink in the pub together. And they're the only people that the police ever... Basically, tail, isn't it? Aren't they? So, and, yeah, and then so I've written, Yay, Dennis, in capital letters. Yeah, Dennis was there. Dennis I like Dennis. There. So, yeah, basically, all we find out is that so Eric, as we kind of figured out already, was picking up this Range Rover for Jane, but no one knows where Jane is. It's a bit of a mystery. Where's mm. Jane? Tink is very panicked about Eric's it being was quite a sweet He was very, reaction. very concerned. It was a really sweet reaction. He was genuinely really upset and said, oh, you know, what, what was it he said? Like, oh, he's young, he'll be really... Oh, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be he really frightened. Yeah. He, won't, he won't cope in prison. I mean, he made it, it made me laugh because it made it sound like he was in, like, Alcatraz or <laughs> yeah. something, you know. Yeah. Oh, he won't cope. I did think at this point there was very heavy-handed exposition oh, yeah. of, like, the Range Rover belongs to Lady Jane and nobody knows where she is. And Eric is in the... I was like, you don't need all this. We know, we, we know this. Yeah, it was, yeah. And then, but then it did get a bit more serious for Eric because then because they discovered what the dodgy blokes had put in Jane's boot, which was some, some well, precious artifacts that they actually said, or some silverware, and they had Lovejoy's fingerprints on them, and they were stolen goods mm. that the police knew had been stolen. So this is where he had got in trouble because he'd been found with stolen goods in the vehicle. So he was actually in a bit. of bit of bother at you know what point. you've written all of this all I've written is oh new cheese and onion crisp packet because <laughs> oh, yes, you know we've talked so about the crisp packets before being see through and now they've got oh, the they've same got the foil style of foil ones yeah, like we've got it's now gone to foil that to me so that was must have been around this time because when was it we last saw a crisp packet anyway that's an aside but it really <laughs> caught my attention amidst all the drama so <laughs> Lovejoy goes in to explain what's happened and his fingerprints are on the precious artifacts in inverted commas because he'd given evaluation I like but the they still keep Eric Tinker stands yeah. up for Eric by saying to Dennis but he's too dim to be a criminal yeah he's like Tinker he doesn't have the mental capacity yeah. to Tinker. have committed a crime I don't know if I was if I had somebody bailing me out like that I'd be like hang on alright <laughs> and I think they're thinking that Jane might be able to sort of save the situation so Lovejoy calls Veronica I'm not really sure who I wish that he'd called Victoria you know 
it wouldn't have made a massive change to the script. And I thought it would have been so nice because he rings this Veronica woman and he's like, oh yeah, it has been ages, hasn't it? It's and it, very... Yeah, and basically to flirt with it. Yeah. Right, Lovejoy calls Veronica to flirt slash find out where Jane is. <laughs> as, as you would. <laughs> Definitely a bit of both. And Tink says, I hardly think this is the time for romantic entanglements. As he's really stressed about Eric being in there. Which, I mean, is to be fair, because they have just like banged him up like for, you know, no real reason. Mm. I mean, what? Well, anyway... So, so yeah, so they're basically, Eric's inside, they don't know how to get him out, they don't know where Jane is, that's where we are. And then, and then Boise turns up. Oh, yes! That was a bit bizarre. Was it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was, wasn't it? Because I, I initially went, yeah. is it, isn't it? Oh, no, is it, it wasn't. It? And then it, no, wasn't. it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Because I so looked I wrote, it up and he no. looked really similar. No, sorry, because I wrote Boise and then I wrote no. Sorry, everyone. I'll look up. He looked like him, but it wasn't. An actor who looked a bit like... Who actually, when I looked at him again, didn't look that much like him. I actually don't think this guy does look like Boise from uh, Only Fools and Horses. His name is Peter Jeffrey, um, and he was a really well-known British actor. Um, So well-known that even IMDb says he's instantly recognisable. Sorry about that, Peter Jeffrey. So surprise, surprise, the wing commander wants some of his um, his belongings valuing because he's in financial trouble. Mm. Basically the plot of every Lovejoy episode. Someone is needs some money, they want their antiques valued, so Lovejoy is there. And this is where the collection of Judaica yes. makes its appearance. Have we heard the word Judaica before on Lovejoy and I've just forgotten? Because I, I like that word. I like Judaica. it. I don't, I don't think, think we have. have. I don't even think they say it in this episode. It's just what... Um, they do. They say it, oh, they they say it a few oh, okay, times because that's how we go. What a uh, lovely word. Judaica. Uh, <laughs> it's like Majolica. Judaica. I think we're going to say Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Eric would Great said. name for a band, wouldn't it? Judaica. Would, Judaica. So yeah, so he's got this collection of Judaica which he wants to sell because his wife has died and he's retiring to Spain. I've then written, oh look, another very Jewish Jew. And, <laughs> and his I've, name is Solomon as well. I've so. written uh, the Silver Jews. They're a brilliant band. Silver Jews. Just, they're great. <laughs> there was it was Silver Judaica made me think of the Silver Jews. I, I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. They're, they're an alt country Which, band. They're uh, absolutely brilliant. I was going to say because otherwise it just sounds vaguely inappropriate. <laughs> but if they're real, that's no, all right. No, they're a brilliant bands. They're really, really good. <laughs> so yeah, them up, listener. So because obviously Lovejoy's a bit like, well, why have you got all this stuff? You know, it's a bit random. There's no provenance at all. Yeah. There's no bill of sale. Exactly. There's nothing. Yeah. And so. Um, Wing Commander's like, well, my wife bought them from a synagogue somewhere up north. He's very vague, like yeah. Leeds or Manchester or somewhere. So like, there's all these northern places, places are all the same. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't want to auction them, which again is dodgy. It's, like, it's a red flag, isn't it? It is really. So, so basically, why not? like, is there some dodgy thing going on? Lovejoy does quite well. He negotiates 20% commission. So yeah. He's working hard. I think hard. it's pretty good. I don't know. He is, absolutely. I'm not an antiques dealer, but... No, oh, that's when we went back to Tinker and Eric and Tinker oh, looking the crisps. This Tink- is... I've drawn a love heart. I was so touched. I've written, Eric is showing signs of PTSD. He really is. <laughs> he He's paranoid and really point, upset. I mean, I'm no expert on police procedure, but can they really keep him for that long? Like They've yeah. had him for a long time now, haven't they? Without I was about to say, well, it was the 80s, but it wasn't, was it? It was, it was the, the 90s. 90s. I mean, I mean, it's not clear how much time has passed. He's obviously stayed true. at least overnight one night, hasn't he? Because they, they'd kept him in a oh cell. Yeah. Call it Larry. <laughs> So yeah, and he's like, so he's getting a bit like because now they're like sort of because there's been all these robberies um, where people have been going and like disabling burglar alarms and robbing houses, and so they're now thinking because he had these stolen goods that Eric was somehow involved in these burglaries. 
Yeah, and obviously we know that's not true. Yeah. Eric. So Tink sneaks him some crisps, and then Tink <laughs> has a go at Dennis in the pub, where he's like, he's too stupid to be involved with this um, set of burglaries that's happening. You know, the security system's being disabled. I'm like, yo, hang on a minute. That was literally Eric's job. Yes. Like, he worked in security. In of course he, he did. He knew all about the safe with the rest of the oh, Except he didn't, did he? Because he didn't, <laughs> as was proven. Like, Where's your... Clearly, for just forgotten that. Well, so maybe actually that's why they're yeah, suspecting him. Anyway, perhaps. poor Eric. And then anyway, so Lovejoy's there. Lovejoy's photographing this the Judica, and then they go off to meet Jane. So Jane returns. Where was the train station? Stansted, Stansted Mount, Mount Fitchett. Is yeah. it a real place? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've never been. It's, it's a real place. Stansted, so, Stansted. So like it's the original place that like Stansted Airport is named oh, after. Oh, I There's guess. a place called Stansted, which um, gave its name to the airport. Yeah, they're there to pick up Jane. Lovejoy's there. He slept through going to visit Eric. Which, I mean, come on, that's a bit harsh, there's isn't it? Contrast, there's isn't there's there? sleeping in and there's sleeping in. Yeah, I think. that is true. I was really cross about it. I've written it in massive capitals and underlined it. How could you do that when he was so scared? There's a contrast between Lovejoy's level of concern and Tink's level of concern about <laughs> Eric. But Jane yes. seems very, very chill. And Jane, though the police still have her Range Rover. Yeah, Jane they kept it as evidence. But Jane, yeah, Jane seems so chill. I wondered if she'd been to Wales. <laughs> is that a euphemism for something? It is now. <laughs> Which Jane, means she's had a very relaxed, a very relaxing time. time. <laughs> okay, yeah. They go off to the police station. Jane obviously puts on her sort of best aristocratic charm, and it's like, oh, officer. Of course, Eric had permission to drive my Range Rover. Oh, yes. oh um, and she and she will only say where she was to the police, but in private. So Lovejoy's getting absolutely yeah, yeah, wound up by not knowing where she where was. Where she's been, yeah. So they let Eric out, basically, but then they still don't give Jane her car back. So they let Eric go, but they keep the Range Rover still. I guess it is evidence if it's had stolen goods yeah. in the back of it. Yeah. They still need to try mm. and figure out who put them there and, and yeah. why. You know? Yeah. And then, so they're having to use Lovejoy's car instead of Jane's car, and then that breaks down. That, so that just... crap white pickup truck. Yeah, so it's not going well, really, is it? You know? He makes her, it breaks down, then he makes her walk through a field, and yet she is still unperturbed. She's very relaxed. She's, she's, she's very, very happy, and he's, it's just, I'm just, I was enjoying so much his frustration at not being able to get to the bottom of what was going on. And then that's when Mr. Solomon comes along, Mr. Solomon, oh, yes. who obviously is the expert on... Judaica. So Lovejoy's on the phone to him about the stuff that he wants to sell, and he's in London. And this is a very Jewish person person who is actually Jewish. Yeah. Remember yes. before, yeah. he did, he's not his... just wearing a wig and doing an accent. What was his name, you man who just said Oive a lot? Oh my god, what was his, <laughs> oh, what was his been, real name? He's been in two episodes. And he wasn't not the Bert. Jewish. Bert, that was it. He wasn't <laughs> really Jewish. No, but yeah. this, 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 is this gentleman is a Jewish Solomon. scholar, isn't he? He was a very, very, very nice man. He At the end, you realise what a nice guy he is, actually. Yeah. He's a lovely man. And then, so he's, you know, Lovejoy's like, okay, maybe I'll go off to London. But in the meantime, so Jane is like having a nap. Well, she's tired. She's been really busy. She's been very busy on her <laughs> trip. <laughs> and then Lovejoy gets a bit creepy, isn't he? Because like, he starts asking her like what she's dreaming about. Yeah, and he gets really close to her when she is asleep, which is yeah, unpleasant. It's a bit weird. The best of times. a little bit, isn't it? So, yeah, very odd. And then we go to, and all I've written is, 
Eric pissed in pub. I guess he's just oh, happy yes. to be let out and he just goes and has a few Although he's, he's happy to be let out and pissed, but doesn't he... And then Dennis is there and he's scared of Dennis. That's it. So That's he's trying is... to like hide from it. This is when he shows the PTSD symptoms. But it, and it was very funny because <laughs> it was funny. like this over-the-top reaction. He's like, no, to... they're going to put me back in. And Dennis is at the bar going, oh, for fuck's sake, isn't he? <laughs> it's a bit of an overreaction. <laughs> Little there. Dennis. Oh, poor Eric, he's been traumatised by his experience. He has, bless him. And then, so Lovejoy goes off to London. Lovejoy and Jane, isn't it? Yeah, yes. yes. Jane yeah. drives to Lovejoy London. to mm. brackets, presumably north brackets, London. Yeah, I wrote. Where are they meant to? Just be? assuming where's... they're in Golders Green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's, where's the post Jewish bit? But you <laughs> where's the post Jewish bit? Because well, there's obviously there's like the Stamford Hill, um, but Stamford Hill is now not I'm as always, posh, is it? Really? Well, I'm always going to get it wrong about which particular because one oh, is like Ashkenazi and the and, yeah. and Stamford Hill is. Oh. I'll have to try and remember. Yeah. But I think I just assumed they were in Golders because yeah. I was look. I live near Golders. Yeah. So I was looking around. Yes. Like, do I recognise They were here. It? Where we're recording, Basically they were not here. far away. Yeah. So they go to see Mr. Solomon Senior, and there's Mr. Solomon Junior is there as well. Oh, yes. Or oh, he turns up in the later, doesn't he? Yes. Mr. Solomon Senior. And Jane goes off. The women go up. It's all a bit like gender, you know. Yeah, you're not go allowed off. in here. Jane goes off to, take, um, to talk to the wife, Mrs. Solomon, about the horrible red kitchen. <laughs> it was, oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, very 90s. It was just a very 90s kitchen. Very 90s. We had an orange kitchen in the 80s. Did you oh, have orange? You must have had an orange kitchen. In the first house I lived in, it was orange. They're like very crappy. It yeah. was horrible. Bright orange. And so, and they, and they're chatting in, well, Solomon, then Solomon Jr. turns up the sun and him and his dad are having a chat in, I presume, Yiddish. Sounds oh, like Yiddish. Yeah, I've written... I think it was Yiddish. German dot 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 French question mark? Oh, Yiddish. Yiddish, yeah. Yiddish, yeah. Yiddish sounds like Hebrew, German. just in case. No, Yiddish, <laughs> Yiddish, Yiddish. Yiddish. He was very different. Yiddish sounds like German. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But, but it's usually it wasn't translated, so he had no idea what they were talking about. And whenever someone speaks another language on Lovejoy, you never, they never translate Yiddish it. a language you have any words in, Helen? No. Anybody playing Lovejoy Bingo is a language that Helen doesn't know? <laughs> there, was come some, on. there was oh, I didn't write them down. Every now and again, they would just throw in like a Yiddish word. To prove that we yeah. know. A, a, bit, a bit like Bert and his oi ve and yeah. his, you know, schmuck and all that kind of stuff. And so, Mr. Solomon, I think, knows that there's something a bit weird about this silver. Mm-hmm. I want to see the boxes, the dust... I want to see everything. Don't move it from where it is. Keep it where it is. I'm going to come down. Yeah, because again, he's like a bit like, well, where's it from? How has it ended up there? So basically, yeah. So Mr. Solomon Senior is like, yeah, I'm going to come to Essex and have a look mm-hmm. at this stuff. So I feel like it all got a bit complicated because we, we, there's there's a lot of people in this episode to yeah. keep track of, and my brain's not very good at doing it because the next thing I've put is dodgy people pretending to be security. Clearly, they are not. Wing Commander looks like a Wing Commander. Turns out he's not a Wing Commander. Um, suddenly, oh, suddenly so we have loads of characters yeah, that came lot, one after yeah, the other a lot of people because, on different scenes because Lovejoy after Mr Solomon says I'm going to go and look at the stuff Lovejoy rings the wing commander on the car phone which is very exciting I know I'm and says we're coming at four o'clock we're coming to look at it and the wing commander is so not into that idea that he looks up Charlie Gimbert in the phone book yeah. and then rings him as you would I was like no Gimbert's here as well yeah. he's like why I mean like literally the wing commander just agreed with Lovejoy that Lovejoy will sell this stuff for him Gimbert so why, was and now Lovejoy's going to bring a buyer to look at the stuff suddenly the wing commander's like oh, no shit. don't come yeah. the bit I loved which I think came next wasn't it when they they turned up to look at the I put casual racism they turn up at the house to look at the Judaica and there's these Jewish men with the, the, the you know looking oh, yeah. very Jewish and the woman just assumes they've come to get like to, re- to repossess to the house repossess the house <laughs> well, I've got <laughs> I've got <laughs> doesn't she 
before that, I've I got know, Eric's sorry, I missed a bit where. Oh, yeah, sorry. This Eric's is where we have the hangover bit and, and the, the coffee. coffee. So oh. Eric, so he's, he's, had it. So he's drinking orange juice to begin with, Orange right? juice and lemonade, I mean, that sounds terrible for a hangover. Yeah, well, it'd be nice and sugary, wouldn't it? I oh, but the, the acid would not work for mm. me. But, but yeah. Um, he thinks he's now, got to clear his name. Because he finds out there's been another burglary, you know, of this same sort of, like, style, which he's been suspected of, and he's, like, got all paranoid that everyone's going to think that he did it. Because you know, so he's he, been banged up for it already. Yeah. Mm. And then Jane tries to give him some coffee, like one of those like one cup filter things. You know these, things? I've never seen one of those in real oh, life. Really? You know, really? my work has them all the time. Would you have to be shown how to drink yeah. one as well? Yeah, well, it's not really yeah. like, okay. Eric gets very confused by it. To be fair, he's also hungover. It's very hard to do that. anything when if you're he's hungover. never seen. I mean, you never seen one in real life, so I'm sure Eric's never seen one in real life before. <laughs> I am the Eric of the podcast. You are, as you we are, know. Well, I just, you know, but you're a you know metropolitan, sophisticated <laughs> lady, and you've never seen one. Oh dear! But um, um, yeah. So then Eric goes to Felsham Hall. And that's where the dodgy men are. They're, yes. they're like casing yes. the hall. And he's very clever. He and he's like, actually. why are you here? Oh, we work in security. Oh, tell me a bit about security. And they can't answer the questions. Give me one of your cards. Oh, we haven't brought any cards. And so then he kind of... Then we have this other thread where he's they following them. They were a little bit Cray twins. They pretended to be dodgy... It's like they were pretending to be not just security, but pretending to be dodgy security. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll guard it for you. We'll do... Yeah. yeah. And then nothing I, I thought they were quite, like, unconvinced. No, they were very unconvinced. Considering they've been getting away with, you know, getting away with these burglaries that they've been committing. Maybe it's because they've been doing them in the rural area. No yeah, one's no one's them. challenged them. So when they were challenged, they were very like, oh, uh, we just, uh, don't know. Um, anyway, so Eric luckily gets rid of them. So Jane is spared. Well, yeah, and the Range Rover pulls up, and they're like, oh, we gotta go, bye. And then we go back to the wing commander. So now Gimbert is there. Oh, yes. Oh, he's so horrid. And he's so horrid. Like, why is the wing commander called Gimbert? I've written, Gimbert really is a conniving little shit. Yeah, That's what is. I've written in my notes. I think he knows, doesn't he, that Lovejoy is, you know... So basically now the wing, the wing, um, Gimbert is also offering to sell this well, stuff. Well, I wonder if maybe the wing commander didn't expect Lovejoy to actually go to like a Jewish scholar yeah, to this find is out about it. Maybe he thought, and we oh, I'll just sell it to Lovejoy and then he can just deal with it all and yeah. I don't have to be confronted Come up with, with the actual truth. It was very clear yeah. that he was going to find a buyer because they talked about commission. So like it wasn't like John Joe was going to buy. Yeah, yeah who would buy a load of silver Judaica apart from the Jewish community? Jewish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, there might be other was, people that were. Interested, it was pretty. It was quite likely that it was going to be someone from the Jewish community, as you say. So exactly. Very weird. Don't get why he's. That's the that's the bit I just didn't get about this story. It's like, why does he get all? We don't really know why. Because okay, fair enough. If that he got scared about selling them, but he doesn't get scared about selling them. He gets scared about selling them through Lovejoy and immediately goes to like sell them through someone else. Yeah. Which is like why? Because Lovejoy's found you a buyer. I don't I don't know. I think it was who the buyer was stressed him out. Anyway, so we don't really know what's going on there. And then... Or maybe even the fact that Lovejoy said, Mr. Solomon is coming to your house. Maybe he was like, oh God, I've got to get, I've got to get rid of it a different way before. Because he goes yeah, out. Because then true. the Solomons come to the house and this is where the housekeeper thinks they've come to repossess yeah, the The lady, the lady oh, who yes. does for him. Yeah, I'm just the woman who does. And she was does. somebody as well. I didn't look her up. Oh, I don't know who she was. But I think the house. But I think the reason she thinks that is because the house is due to be repossessed. Mm. It's not like she just thinks that Jewish people go around repossessing houses. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. It was that slight. Oh, you know, this she, must be. It's because he's in so much trouble that the house is going to be repossessed. So she thinks that's what. Oh, you get the for. feeling that she's. Yeah, he's in so much trouble, and she's just been watching um, Merchant of Venice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just put two and two together. <laughs> but I suppose they do turn up. 
they're quite they're, they're both quite tall they're kind of dressed in black they do look a bit like bailiffs <laughs> um, so yes yeah, so the wing commander is actually to avoid seeing these people he's gone out but um, they managed to persuade the housekeeper to yes. still let them in and they have to you know she, at first obviously she's like I'm not letting you random people into the house but they managed to persuade her they have a look at the stuff then and they're like oh actually like this might be stolen like this is Polish stuff it's, mm. how does it end up in well is it really from Leeds or Manchester it looks like it's come from Poland there's a Talmud from Warsaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it from eight, 1789. So, like, they're, oh, that's rare stuff. What I liked about this, they talk a little bit again about the value of items to the Jewish community. And it's going back to that idea of things not being worth money, people yeah. knowing the, val- mm-hmm. the value of the price of everything and the value of nothing. Yeah. And that yeah. they make it clear right from the get go that the most important thing here is going to be the value to people yeah. and to the, the wider di- diaspora. Oh, very good words. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> so that, so we so we like okay. So what is this stuff? And then we go back to Gimbert and the Wing Commander. We don't know where they are at this point. I think they're at Gimbert's. Gimbert is a snake, and they're negotiating really the commission that Gimbert's going to get. But it's the weirdest negotiation ever. They seem to be negotiating upwards, upwards. <laughs> yes. like, and they settle on twenty five percent. So again, I'm like, why are you saying to Gimbert you can have twenty five percent? You managed to get twenty percent from Lovejoy, which is already, you know, quite a lot, and. He's got a buyer. I just didn't get yeah. it. I didn't get that bit. Of no, I didn't. It wasn't really explained. I think I, I guess Gimbert kind of knew that he had this guy over a barrel because for some reason he didn't want to deal with Lovejoy even though he had been dealing with Lovejoy. So yeah, maybe yeah, he, he just seemed thought, quite happy to deal with Lovejoy. Yeah. And why couldn't he just say to Lovejoy, oh no, that's not the buyer. For, I mean, he's the client. Anyway, mm. very, just didn't get the whole thing really. And even when it was explained a little bit later, I didn't accept that. I guess he knows Lovejoy is going to dig and ask questions and has this level of integrity that Gimbert yeah. doesn't have. He could have just said, like, the deal's off to yeah, Lovejoy. Yeah. Rather than making it all so much more complicated. Exactly. Anyway, very, it very been a much weird. shorter episode. <laughs> it, would, <laughs> yeah. it would have been a less interesting episode. Um, and then, so, yeah, going back to the, the Judaica, so Solomon Senior is, is obviously, as we're concerned about the provenance, because there isn't any provenance. Mm. There are these Polish things that have ended up there. We don't know how it's ended up there. So he's a bit like, well, but he still, offer, he still wants them because they're so valuable and rare, like you say, have value to the Jewish community. So it offers 50 grand for everything. Lovejoy says, like, can I have it in cash? And he said, oh, that'd be a nice commission. Lovejoy says, it'll keep me in t-shirts. Um, <laughs> yes, I wrote that. I said, has Lovejoy got a t-shirt fetish? Yeah, but he does wear it. He does wear a lot of t-shirts. I mean, to be fair, you're going to wear white t-shirts like that all the time. You're going to need a lot of them because well, they're going to get that. grubby, aren't they? Yeah. He mentioned it a few episodes ago, didn't he, with the whole friend of the phone episode. He's washing, his, he's t-shirt. washing his t-shirts when the electricity all went off. <laughs> it's a hard life. Oh, okay. oh. Chris said it wasn't a series or whatever it was. It? No, it's the well, t-shirts. Again. I think it isn't a series in that you can watch them in and of themselves. But I love the effort that they give to continuation. Yeah, well, that's because there are definitely threads that go through. Yeah, and there are things that if you hadn't watched others, you wouldn't quite get necessarily, or, or wouldn't be as funny. But they're yeah. not crucial to any of exactly. the, any you still of the can plots. Watch it with it and enjoy it. Is this where we then went? To... Um, and if I missed a bit out, we'll come back to this. But Charlie Gimbert and the picture on his wall. Oh no, there's just one Go tiny on, bit. And do then that and then tell me, and I'll come back because I'm. Yeah, I'm... Tinker's made a discovery. Um, yes. They're in the pub. Lovejoy and Tink now are in the pub. What a nice pub that was! It was, and they had champagne because Lovejoy thinks he's going to get this Gimbert commission. Called shampoo, which I really oh, it was hate. Gross, wasn't oh, it? I really hate when people call champagne shampoo. Oh, it was. Oh, it's grim. disgusting. But again, he's, Gimbert is disgusting. So it makes sense. He's that nouveau riche yeah. little Ugh. shit, isn't he? Though I hate him, and he's being really kind of just just slimy and horrid. Anyway, to Lovejoy, sorry, and Lovejoy realizes something. Totally interrupted. 
what you were saying with my disgust for gimbert sorry no go on it's it's good you feel better now get it out get it out (laughs) Um, yeah, so Lovejoy, Gimbert says something about Judaica, and then Lovejoy's like, oh, sugar. Because there can't be more than two massive yes, collections of Judaica of in East Anglia. Although, although like, Gimbert does say, well, East Anglia is big. It is big, but what are the chances of two lots of Judaica? Like that, that, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. horrid. What I hate about him, though, is this, why take that level of joy in screwing someone yeah, over. just horrible. Like, I get that you might think, great, I've got a deal, and I don't particularly like this guy, so I've got a deal, and he hasn't. But the level of just smugness is yeah. so vile. <laughs> what if they went to school together and they just hated each other at school and it's never gone away? But before Gimbert turns up, Tink is talking about, he basically discovers that the wing commander, who's not a wing commander, so he's mm, not a wing yes. commander, first of all, and I've just written, has been leeching off women I don't really remember. I don't, remember I don't that. even remember that bit. Yeah, basically, so he's someone who he's kind of put, he's like you know been with a series of women, as in like you know had relationships with a series of women, and in each relationship he's kind of like just come, lived off there. Yeah, come out of it but, with a house. Yeah, so like and so this most recent car. like obviously his wife has died, and he's trying to like you know make the most out of her because this is her stuff. Well, mm. he says it's her stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Lovejoy says. Contacts Wing Commander is like, oh yeah, so you know, I've got a buyer, fifty grand for your stuff, and oh, Wing Commander's yes. like, oh no, I've already like sold them to Gimbert, but I mean, so we like, haven't what? seen anything about Gimbert selling them. Who's Gimbert selling them to? Yeah, and and doesn't and and then Love just like, but we had a deal, we had a verbal agreement. Verbal. And he really needs this money. His house is about to be repossessed. I mean, we just take the money. Yeah, because they've offered. It's not like. They're now like got all suspicions are going to investigate him no. and, and like I don't know no. put some you know put the Jewish police on and not well they say Jewish you know. Jewish police or they're going to do something terrible to him they 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 they're suspicious but they're going to give him the money they're going to give him mm. they said we're going to give him fifty thousand and, and Mr Solomon is only grand. Mr Solomon is only interested in quote returning it to where it belongs yeah. and therefore so he's not he's not going to go after this guy or anything so I, I think like, I, I why would he not just a... take the money and run I don't no. get it I um, I think it's well I'll talk about it later. well okay I mean. I just maybe I just didn't I missed something but yeah then we said so then we he's like oh you know I sold it to Gimbert and then we cut that's to Gimbert that's it he phones Gimbert isn't it that's what it is and Gimbert I mean I feel that they've <laughs> they've stereotyped so much but it was beautiful I mean, there yeah. is that picture and it's a famous picture of Margaret Thatcher it's just sort of sneering down massive. just over Gimbert it's isn't she huge. oh it's horrible. I literally just wrote like in Gimbert's home slash office we don't know where it was massive pic of Thatcher um, so yeah, and I, I can't remember because they phone Gimbert. I guess does Lovejoy phone Gimbert? Lovejoy phones Gimbert to go. What the hell are you doing? And I can really work out if he was laughing or crying. Gimbert, I mean, mm. he sort of was like oh. laughing. I think he was. I mean, laughing. he was laughing, he was but it was crying. very weird. It was he, very weird. I've I've put he epitomizes the spoilt, selfish spirit of the eighties. Yeah, even he does. It's now the nineties, yes. but he is very much a product of that. Oh era. yeah, yeah. Um, get rich quick era, isn't indicated it? by the Thatcher. Giant Thatcher. And then the Solomons come Oh, what a terrifying thought. We're back to weird nightmares again, aren't we? And then somehow the Solomons get to have another look at the Judaica, even though they're not, you know... Oh, is it because they're looking at the... No, I was going to say... Well, it's like, why are they allowed to? Why does the wing wing commander, in inverted commas, let them come and look at it again when he's Mm. so against apparently selling it to them? Anyway, they come and have... They get another... They bring another expert with them... And they sort of verify that the, the gold is from Krakow. From the ghetto, from they the say, ghetto. don't they? This was, I, I loved this bit where they were like, the the, ex, the other expert they brought in was talking about somebody called Goldschmidt because he was a goldsmith. I very yeah. much enjoyed that. It's very literal. Yes. And then he was like, when this happened, we'll tell you who 
did it, who mm-hmm. collected all this silverware from all the Jewish homes in Warsaw or wherever it was. Um, and he said it couldn't have been in the 30s because you wouldn't have been able to get it out. Oh, yeah. It couldn't have been during wartime because it just would have been impossible. And it couldn't have been under communism. So it must it's have been... been during the occupation. Like yeah, that's yeah. the bit when it must have happened. So it must have been somebody who had access to like a plane and could use a military way of getting it out. And so then at that point you're like, oh, okay. It wasn't the Wing Commander's wife who mm-hmm. magically found all this silver in mm. Leeds, was it? No, no. And you kind of know, you, then you're kind of like, that's why he didn't want to let the Solomons into his house because he feels guilty. Yeah. But then still, like, if he's trying to, whoever he's, I mean, I get that, but then it comes up to the point of whoever he sells it to, you know, he's going to have to confront that. It's a bit of a weird thing. And like, like I say, it wasn't like they were like, they, they were suspicious, but they weren't like, oh, we're so suspicious that we're going to sort of investigate. Yeah. Them. They were like, we're suspicious, but, you know, I suppose that we just want this stuff back where it belongs. Mm, and mm. we'll give you 50 grand for it, which you really need. Yeah, exactly. God, I, you know. Yeah, anyway. So, so yeah, so we kind of, like I say, we then suspect it was probably the wing commander's, not, slash not wing commander, whatever rank he was, um, who, no, he wasn't even... What was it? what was he? He was just some kind of like smuggler. Mm. And, and you get I mean I didn't know about this, but you get the impression which makes sense, there's a lot of this kind of activity going on after the war and he was just one of the like basically dodgy blokes yeah. who who smuggled stuff out of Eastern Europe. So and then so we find all that out and then we find out that Gimbert has been the latest victim oh, of the burglars. Yes. burglars. And obviously blames Lovejoy. Immediately love assumes it's Lovejoy. I mean I, to be fair, I would have assumed it was Lovejoy. Oh, is that why? Because we stormed the, the silver was then at Gimbert's, so that's yeah. why they could look at it. Yeah. He stormed, yes, but so, why did Gimbert let them? Because Gimbert, oh, might, yeah, well, Gimbert might sell it to them, I guess. Oh, I guess. Gimbert, yeah. It doesn't matter, oh, it doesn't matter oh, to yes, them whether the care, whether Lovejoy yeah. gets the commission, who so, gets the, you know. Yes. So sorry, anybody who's been shouting at us for the last three minutes about why they could yeah, look at the silver. Right. Yeah, we've we're worked like it out. I'm very confused. And then there's Gimbert goes Pete Gimbert because he storms into the pub and says, "Oh well, you obviously stole it, and that's what the law's gonna say." And and Lovejoy says, "Well." I've been here all day. What's, mm. your, what's your point? And this this is the bit where Eric's in the pub, but he realizes that the dodgy blokes are in there as well. Oh, yes, and he's so trying he, to tell him. He, and he's trying to be like really subtle, s- quiet, and subtle. She's not and a skill. Like, it's not a skill he's very good at either, is it? Let's face it. Just like, I think you're depressed because you've been in prison. That's right. He was held overnight. In the I love Joy. There's a couple of references because in the next episode, there's a reference to prison. You get the feeling actually, love Joy. Maybe suffered a little bit more from being in prison than we ever realised. He's very blasé about it yeah. usually, but there's a couple of references. Yeah. So Eric, um, yeah, wants to follow them and does follow them to the church, which he's followed them to the church before, which we didn't mention, but that you know. Yeah. And so he follows them to the church again. He keeps so diving like, into ditches and hedges. Why they keep going to the church? <laughs> and you get the feeling he thinks he's James Bond at this point, <laughs> yeah. don't you, yeah, Eric? Um, the reason they keep going to the church is because they're burying the goods that they're oh, stealing. Yes. In graves, so rather than putting it, they've, they've moved on from Lady Jane's Range Rover to dumping to, it in, grave. in a grave. But Which, they just so he finds the the Judaica that Eric finds it. What I didn't understand but, about that is they how just left that, it. But also, I don't understand. He goes, "Yeah, I found it," and everyone's very happy. I don't understand how he doesn't go shit. Now I'm going, it looks like it I've, looks like I've, I've nicked, nicked it, it. right? Because <laughs> he falls into the grave and he's there going, then, "Hey, look at all the shiny stuff." This was another bit of like weirdly <laughs> heavy handed massively heavy-handed exposition where he's like oh, i found it i found the silver i have found it like holding up I here is the it. silver that had gone missing that we did not know where it is but it is here I, eric who are you talking to it's not like you're breaking the fourth wall also, and talking yeah, to like us the world's worst burglars because they've taken it 
to the graveyard. They put it in the grave, but they haven't like even cursorily covered it, covered it over. Oh, yeah. It's just there, literally sitting there. You get a the Well, they covered it with a bit of green. But then if someone fell on it, which... <laughs> really covered it. I mean, it was basically just there. I mean, Eric didn't have to go too much effort to find it. But then, I will say, when Eric then takes it to Lovejoy, at this point there is a really nice bit of fourth wall breakage from Lovejoy. So I, I forgive I the heavy-handed I, I can't remember what he said, because I just wrote, I watched this a little I've while. I've written it down. And I just wrote down, Lovejoy, fourth wall, thought for the day moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovejoy's thought for the day. In the lonely desert of this human experience... Some things lift us above the stones of the earth and the beasts of the field. And today, that something is Eric. <laughs> That's amazing. Do you know what? There's, there's, there's something slightly Terry Pratchett-esque about that, I, isn't I there? I really loved it. It's beautiful. It was, it was really great. beautiful. He says he's love, loyalty and stamina are all rolled into one. I was like... Love, loyalty and stamina makes him sound a little bit like a dog. Well... Doesn't he? Like a little, like a little pet. Which um, is kind of what he is. I didn't really... And then, but then I was like, well, okay, so, like, they've got the stuff back. But then, like, they seem to just think they're going to, like, keep it and sell it. I was like, love, and, you can't just And keep no it. one's going to go... Because surely this doesn't look like he's nicked it. And that's <laughs> never addressed. At no point does somebody go, oh, I, you know, it, it, they just assume, oh, yeah, you found it. Good on you. It's all yeah. fine now. But how does he get Gimbert out of the frame? It's exactly. Nice. I've, I've actually written down, why, why hasn't Gimbert been given the stuff back? It was stolen from him Gimbert, after yeah. he had bought it from... The wing commander, presumably, or maybe he or was didn't he just keeping it. No, I don't think he bought it because he was trying to. Find he was going to sell it on yeah. and then keep yeah. some of the um, uh, the commission. But um, so anyway, they end up. Uh, the, the end is very weird. So yeah, I mean, so the police basically. I think then they obviously the um, Lovejoy or Eric or whoever tip off the police about who the burglars are. Please yeah. just so believe they, them. Oh, so, yeah. it's all right. Wasn't you? Yeah. It wasn't you. No evidence. Even though like you found it, you found the stuff and then blamed someone else. But there's no evidence that it was them anyway. But they. The police are like quite happy because at that. this point, no one knows who these two dodgy blokes are who are just moseying We've around. We yeah. find out who they are. They're just they're sort criminals. of they're sort of these weird spiv type people, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly ill fitting. So, so they get arrested, and then and then this is where the Solomons confront. So his name's Connett. Oh, Wing, Wing Commander Connett. I loved the way that. Tinker exposes him. Can yeah. I talk about this because it made me laugh? Yeah, because so they accuse him of saying like you smuggled this stuff out of Poland. He's like, oh no, I didn't. Blah, blah, blah. And then Tinker says, oh yes, you were in whatever squadron two twelve two one two squadron. And he says, you remember old Binky Buckingham? And I think that is the best name yes. ever because he's so believable. It's the best in the spoiler, of made up name. Binker Binker <laughs> Buckingham. Buckingham. And you think it's so obvious? I I thought, oh, he's blatantly made that up to yeah. catch him out. And of course, Connell goes, oh yes, good old Binky. And you think, oh. Oh, really? Yeah, I was good mates with him. Good I mates knew with Binky. And then there, there's something about, oh, which leg did he limp on? And, and if you really were mates with him, which leg did he limp on? And Connaught's like, oh, well, it was a long time ago. Which, I mean, to be to fair, be fair yeah, it was yeah. a long time ago. And somebody says, what's this got to do with the price of bagels? <laughs> which I very much enjoyed. It was quite a good, uh, yes. Um, so basically, realize, yeah, he admits that he wasn't really a wing commander, which we knew, obviously, anyway. But then he burst he admits, into tears. Yeah. And it got very... Do you know what? There was a I moment. Felt a bit sorry for him by the end, didn't you? Yeah. There was a moment here. It kind of, it kind of all went a little bit biblical because he basically goes down on his knees. Yeah. And Solomon is almost like the the rabbi or the, or whatever kind of prophet figure. If I'm able yeah, to say that. Yeah, he's very fatherly. He's he kind was. of like he's very nice. God. He was basically God. <laughs> <laughs> he's like you know you were a black marketeer. You did this. You did that. There is no wife. You stole this from the people. Uh, you know, um, I'm going to 
take it, but I'm going to give it to a museum. It belongs to the disappeared. Nobody is going to profit from this. This was the bit where I think the fact that we're recording this two days before Holocaust Memorial Day is quite interesting because he says, um, uh, what is it, this needs to be uh, in a museum in memory of those who are no longer here. Yeah. There's a gorgeous thing online at the moment uh, on the Holocaust Memorial Day website where you can go and you write, you put your name in and it will then publish the name in place of your name the name of someone who died in the holocaust and you have basically given your name in memory of yeah you've posted in memory of this person they're trying to get six million people to do it i'll put it in the show notes yeah yeah i thought that was gorgeous really nice little tribute yeah so and we also find out so connor like he gets very upset he admits obviously to being a black marketeer solomon says he'll take this stuff and put it in a museum and we also find out that connor is in fact jewish himself so I wonder if that's like adding to his feeling of like it, it's strange, guilt though. of like having sort of betrayed because his he said especially if you had to kind of live through the occupation. I mean that's incredibly stressful. Mm. He probably had PTSD, let alone Eric from his one night in the police station. This man's been through hell, really, even though he did profit off it. But but then has he? Has well, he, he hasn't profited? He has. But it also he says. Why did you deny being a Jew? And to me, that was never really answered. Yeah, because actually, has Connaught been through any anything, or does he is he Jewish and yet and he yet he's still profiting from? Yeah, because it's it. It was odd. My my feelings were so conflicted towards this because part of me felt sorry for him because I thought, oh, he's Jewish and this obviously is he's very conflicted. And then part of me thought, does that make it worse because he does know the history of this yeah. item and yet he's still profiting from it? Would it be better if actually it was just somebody who was ignorant and a bit greedy? It's oh, black, it, I don't know. It's interesting because as a black marketeer, obviously the whole point of taking the stuff from Poland would have been to sell it. But then he hadn't and sold, it, hadn't sold it, it for no. like, and you know, his house and is that why? Years. He yeah. hasn't yeah. sold it he's because kept he can't... He thought like, oh, this is important to he me. He can't bring himself to. It was yeah. quite serious, this episode, really. It was really. It was very poignant and just very sad. And then we saw in the end that Gimbert was quite pissed off about the whole situation. Because he, I, mean, I think I would have been as well. Because he obviously missed out. It's like, what's going on? You just like, it got stolen off me and then somehow it's been now given away. And I was going to make 25% off that. And he's not in a position, I love this though, this was proper just desserts because he's in a position where whatever he says, he's going to look like a dick. Yeah. Because at the point that they've said, this needs to go to a museum and it needs to stand in memory of all the people who were murdered. Yeah. Gimbert can't go, but I wanted some money out of that. Yeah, exactly. And, and yet he does, basically. But he is he really is, pissed he off. He is really pissed off. And you just think, you, this really exposes Gimbert for what he is. Because this is surely the one incident where Gimbert has to go, oh, I'm going to cut my losses. Because it's not like it's cost him any money. He's yeah. just lost commission. Yeah. yeah. Which he wouldn't have got anyway. He, he might, he, yeah, exactly. And then, and then Solomon, the last thing, Solomon slips Jane a token of his esteem, which is like a wad of... Cash. Oh yeah, he sort of does give some money. He's really sure we what... should give without thought of reward, but here's some cash. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll never know where Jane we'll was. We'll never know where Jane was. He's yeah. interesting. He does sort of live his faith, though, doesn't he, Solomon? Actually, with the whole uh, the idea is, I I want to. You've done the right thing, yeah. and therefore you're going to get your reward. And because there's that all the way through the Bible, yeah. Um, and about uh, and particularly in, in the Torah, which would I guess would have been you know um, about if you do the right things, you will be rewarded. That's the the idea. It ends on a really annoying note because they know you're about to find out where Jane was, and then you never you do. Never do. And she gives Eric a kiss on the cheek, and I was she like, does. 
Maybe she was with Eric. No, because he was no, with he was Range Rover. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he was busy driving a Range Rover. Don't ruin my Lovejoy fan fiction. <laughs> so what have, what have we learned? It was, it was what we learned. odd. What have we learned? I've learned that Lovejoy can address serious themes through the lens of light comedy drama because it really did make me think. Yeah, and made well, me like, sad. And I learned. I just. I mean, I just didn't really know about it in terms of knowledge about. I guess you know that period of history like after the war but before communism in Poland where things obviously were, would have been quite chaotic and there would have been all this kind of smuggling and black market activity I just didn't really know about See, that so that was quite interesting I'm, from a historical perspective I'm not sure what I learned and I know we've talked about this in previous podcasts because I feel like I know a little bit about this because I'm interested in everything mm. from the kinder transport onwards and and a lot of that so I'm not I'm not sure what I learned I'm I'm Oh, uh, I learned that I still have a visceral reaction to Margaret Thatcher's face. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I did as well. I wasn't... Itch- oh, I mean, you too. I, 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 I was like, oh, oh, I don't look at that. And it was so big. I, I keep I saying know. it, but it was, it was an enormous picture. It was, it was bigger like, than him. It was bigger than him. Oh. It, was, it, was li- it was at least life-size, was it? was horrible. It was horrible. God, imagine having that in your house. <laughs> my grandma, though. My, I'm sure a lot of people did. My, my lovely grandma used to have a picture of Pope John Paul II on her wall, and his eyes used to sort of follow you around the room, and it was horrible. <laughs> a lot of people used to have, like, the monarchs, didn't they? That yeah. was like, quite normal. I think my grandparents even had the Queen on the wall. Um, that was just like you sort of just did. That was very normal. That, yeah. At least that's a bit more understandable, I suppose. So, I'm guessing that beautiful portrait of Maggie is not your auntie for the week. No. <laughs> mine, mine is just the Judaica because I love... I, I mean, I like anyway. I think we've talked about when we've talked about icons mm. and things. A religious... Um, I was going to say art. It's not really art, though. It's a religious artifact. artifacts, religious yeah. items. So it just really, really interests me. So mm. particularly... Uh, well, Jewish and Christian, mm. and so yeah, I just find very interesting and very beautiful. It was, and that was a, the only real antique in it this week, yeah. anyway. So I really but, liked the Talmud. I always have that. Yeah, yeah. but I, I would have liked to know a bit more about all the stuff. I mean, they sort of did talk about it a bit, but there's a big collection of stuff, and I would have liked to sort of, you know, have a bit of a closer look at a couple of the things and find out a bit more about them. But we'll have to go to the museum that Mr. Solomon we really <laughs> came did. to, which yeah. surely is. It's like a mile here. from where we probably are. Around here. <laughs> it is probably around here. Um, oh, there's the Jewish Museum. It's in Camden. Oh, there you go. I should right, go to we'll the Jewish, Jewish Museum, Museum at some point. I did want to try to go, and you're going to laugh at this. I tried to go on a Saturday and then realised it was closed. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a very stupid Funnily thing enough, to do. And it's Saturday today, so we're not going to go We t- could today. combine it with going to the Vagina Museum, which is also in Camden. Yeah, I was supposed to go last weekend, and I didn't... <laughs> I was supposed to go last weekend and then, like, it's actually arranged. I've been, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then all my friends were like, oh, I can't What's the uh, entrance fee? It's free. Is it free? Free entrance <laughs> to the vagina. Um, they've not got as much merchandise as I think they could have. Sorry, we haven't done our marks out of ten. We haven't done our marks out of ten. Before we go on a tangent about the vagina museum. <laughs> right, seven. You? 6.5, the exposition was quite clunky. Yeah. And it was, actually. And I didn't true. get it. It's like, I, when things happen and you're like, but why? And you just, and it's so distracting, like, with the whole, why did he not want Solomon to buy it, but he did still want to apparently sell it, and why, through Gimbert, blah, blah, blah. And, like, surely, if it was because he didn't want Jewish people to buy it, who did he think was going to buy it? And, yeah. Yeah, You know, I just true. was like, very, I was like, I don't get it. And it's, it wasn't really explained. I see, now you're making me think maybe I should put it, down to it yeah I might give it a six sorry I'm gonna I'm gonna change uh, and give it I a think six I was just too confused for those reasons yeah I was just too confused and I was getting distracted by all those things like it was really interesting it was really I think there were some there was, elements there were some good moments I, I'd like, like to see if it was a writer at the start of his career he was like I really want to tell this story 
and I'm going to tell it the best way that I know how to tell it. Through the theme of Lovejoy. (laughs) I've got this opportunity. I'm going to do it here like this. The reason I was toying with a slightly higher score was simply because of that bit at the end when he's on his knees and Solomon sort of forgives him. I mean, it it was moving. It was very moving. It was moving and it felt like sort of allegory or something. It was was just very interesting. I, I think I would... Oh... No, I'm going to go with six. I'm going to go with six. six and a half, like, um, just sit on the fence a bit. But, yeah, it was it was interesting. I learned something. But I was also, like, it, it just seemed like a way to shoehorn it. Yeah, gimba, yeah, that is some, true. Some gimba antipathy, you know. Um, <laughs> and a big picture of Maggie. Yeah, and a big picture of Maggie yeah, without really knowing why, true. what Gimbert was doing there. And I didn't like Gimbert. And I didn't like Eric being in prison. Oh, Not no. that he was really in prison. I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> I thought was quite was funny. Was anyway, yeah. Cool. Any final thoughts? No. No. <laughs> okay, well, follow us on uh, Twitter. We're at Lovejoy Apod on Twitter. We're on Insta. We are on Patreon. Chuck us some money on Patreon. That's Lovejoy. No, Patreon.com <laughs> slash Lovejoy, actually. Um, and if you don't want to um, commit to to uh, what's it called? Regular. 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 Regular donations. donations. Yeah, we're also on coffee kofi we don't we still don't know how you say it, it says ko hyphen fi dot com slash lovejoy actually and also leave us a review we haven't had a review for ages not even a bad one so if you go to uh, <laughs> even if you hated it go to it? itunes and and you know or wherever you get your podcast or wherever yeah. you get your podcast and leave us a um, review or tell a friend who might be interested you never know <laughs> in listening <laughs> I mean, who would about love? There's 220 I mean, of you now on uh, on Twitter, which amuses so, and disturbs me. So uh, <laughs> yeah. excellent. All if, right. if all you told just one friend, that'd be nearly 500. <laughs> still not, still nowhere near a blue tick. But no, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, good point. On that note, we'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.